is Jay Wright, the head basketball coach at Villanova University. What is this now, 19 years as a coach? Is that how long it's been, Jay? Yeah, man. How are you, Tony? 19 years at Villanova. Wow. That's almost as long as I've been in radio. Actually, it's actually not. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, because no, the no. first time I met Jay Wright, you know what he said to me? I used to listen to you on WFIL radio when I was a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> WFIL 56, 56 a.m., man. I definitely did. And you know what? I keep getting older now, and you stay the same age, Jay. I mean, no way, man. Oh, man, you look still phenomenal. Age, still nobody, does, nobody does Friday night high school football like you, though, buddy. No. Back in the day, that was awesome. That was awesome. Harry Mays here with us, Tony Bruno and Jay Wright. We're talking, and obviously, you know, I've read the quotes, and you're in the same situation as the rest of us. You can't go out and recruit, and you know, and you and you made the quote I saw the other day. You know, everybody's acting like what's it is a big deal. So you're not taking this as, oh my God, I can't do my job. What am I going to do? No, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we're all nuts. You guys, you and Harry, crazy. We we're sports all the time, and you know we're basketball all the time. It's it's um, something I talk to our guys about all the time. Like when we're at you know Christmas night, you know we're in the in the gym practicing or New Year's Eve or something. And I tell our guys, you know, if if your family or your girlfriend or someone's telling you you're crazy, what are you doing in there on Christmas night? They're right. Like we're the we're the crazy ones. They they are normal. They are right. I said, we always have to keep that in perspective. And this is one of those times, like, I mean, we're all, you know, going crazy because we missed March Madness and everything. But in the big scheme of things, you know, tough luck, man. Too bad for us. There's, there's people dying. This is this is way more serious than our March Madness. Talking to Jay Wright, I know one of your players who just got the Dr. J Award for the best small forward in the, in the league, Sadiq Bay. It's his birthday today, by the way. And now he's, you know, he's in the same boat here. He can't go out and work out for anybody. How much is this hurting him? I know, again, taking all the things aside, for a young man like him who's going to go into the draft and obviously be drafted, how much does this hurt him not being able to go and work out for teams, or will it hurt him at all? You know, it's going to be really interesting, Tony. Like a, a lot of situations we're all going to be in here um, that are going to be unusual. Um, he and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, you know, Sadiq is a sophomore, and, and now he, you know, he, he wins uh, the, the national small college, the national uh, small forward of the year, national player of the year at the small forward position, which is the Julius Irving Award. He wins that. So you, you think he'd, he'd be pre- positioned pretty well for the draft, and um, that draft now might not happen until August or September. Mm. And, you know, we'll be back, you know, we'll be back in summer school in June. What, you know, whether we're on campus or online, um, we're still going to be taking classes. And he, he still will not, you know, know where he is in the draft. And um, the NCAA rule is that you have to decide by June 3rd, whether you're going to come back or not. Now, the NBA hasn't said when their draft is going to be, so I'm assuming when the NBA does come up with their plan, the NCAA is going to have to adjust and give these guys a lot longer, you know, to make their decision. They they might have to tell these guys you have until August to decide 
whether you're going to be in the draft. So we have two that Sadiq and Jeremiah Robinson are both in that situation. So it's, you know, it's just, it's really fluid like everything else that we're going through right now. Hey, Jay, uh, what are the rules right now with, you know, contact or, you know, communication with your current players and how has this affected also your, your recruiting? Yeah. So everything changed, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so recruiting, we are, the NCAA has established a dead period until the end of this month, which means the only thing we can do is communicate with recruits, um, you know, via phone, text, FaceTime, Zoom, something like that. Um, we, they cannot come to our campus. We cannot go out to see them play or go out and visit them. So that, that's what a dead period is, and, and we have that until the end of the month. Um, you know, which you know affects those guys a lot because this is a time, especially with the real high-level players in the spring before their before their senior year, they usually take visits and have a pretty good idea where they're going to look, and 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 then we have a pretty good idea who we're looking at, and they go out and play in the summer, um, which again we don't know if we're going to be able to do that. And usually a lot of the, the top players are ready to make the decisions by the end of August, but that's going to change again, too. And as far as our guys, we're doing the same thing. You know, we just had a, a Zoom meeting, team meeting yesterday, and, um, you know, we're, we're communicating with them and giving them workouts and everything, but they have to be on, on their own. They can't come back to campus, and, and we can't go out to see them. Now we're also seeing, Jay, that a lot of players are now in this period where they're able to, to transfer or move. Oh, the transfer portal. The transfer it's exploded. Portal. It yeah, has exploded. Yeah. How is that affecting you? And it, is this something you were aware of and something you were concerned about? Because obviously you don't lose many kids in the transfer portal at Villanova. How is that going to affect coming into next season for these kids? You know, Tony, the, the transfer issue, I think, is one of the biggest issues facing um, college basketball uh, and college football. Um, now, uh, other people would argue that the um, name, image, and likeness issue is the biggest. I, I don't. I don't think so. The, the number of transfers is, is just getting um, really disruptive. I think college basketball, in, in particular, um, just you know, guys just. I mean, it's just crazy. Even you know, Ivy League teams are losing guys after their fourth year because they're not they're not allowed to play a fifth year at at, at um, an Ivy League school, and, and 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 teams are recruiting players off of other teams. And now with this period, where at least guys are on campus at this time, so if other teams are recruiting guys off your campus, at least you're there with them, and you can at least talk with them. Uh, now those guys are home and everybody's recruiting everybody. It's, it, it's really the wild, wild west right now. We, fortunately, we, we haven't lost anybody in, in that sense. Um, a number of guys have contacted us that, that want to transfer. We, we are looking at a couple guys. Um, it, it's not really something I like a lot, but if we find a particularly unique guy like um, – like Eric Pascal, you know, his, his coach got fired, you know, right. so Fordham. he stuck at school without his coach, and his coach happened to be my best friend, and, and, and that helped. But usually we don't get that involved with it, but, you know, more and more there's so many good kids. And, and then we try to 
we tried to talk him into going back first, you know, and and then when we realized they're not going to do it, we see if they'll, they'll fit our culture. Hey, Jay, what were your expectations uh, for your squad going into the tournament this year? Of course, obviously, no Big East tournament. They shut down the first game after the first half, and, of course, no NCAA. What were your expectations for your squad? And then who was the team that you thought, you know, the two teams that might have uh, played Monday night in the championship had they played? You know, we, we had a really unique year. If you remember back, our first game of the year, we played at Ohio State. It was a veteran team, and um, and we got hammered. And, and we looked like a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. And, and you know, we told the guys after that game, we said, look, you know, we, we have to learn from this, and we have to grow up, and we have to get better. And, uh, and they have to learn how to deal with success. You know, they've got an experienced team. You know, everybody's got a challenge, and everybody's season is all about handling your particular challenges. And our, our young guys just really got good to you know a point where we, we tied for the Big East Championship. And at the end of the year, we won eight out of nine. And we, are, we had won at Seton Hall, at Georgetown, and uh, we're playing really good basketball. Our two freshmen, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Justin Moore, were starting to play like veterans. Our juniors were starting to play like leaders. You know, Colin Gillespie got healthy. Jermaine Samuels got healthy. We were, we felt like we were firing on all cylinders. It was kind of weird. We, we, we had our practices. We had our walkthrough the morning of Thursday. We were going to play the Paul. We were ready to go. We were having lunch, ready to play that night. Mm. And then, bang! You know, uh, they said Big East tournaments off. We got in the bus, drove, and by the time we got to Philly, they said NCAA tournaments off. So we really felt like we could make a run. We we were we were. We really felt like we were, we, we were primed and, and, and had gotten the experience we needed. In terms of the teams, I, I, thought, I thought Gonzaga was, was really good. You know, I, they, they, they could have been playing deep. And we, we played Kansas and we beat Kansas. But one of the things that I'm sure people would have started talking about later, but the kid Garrett, who I think is one of the unsung heroes on their team, he got hurt late in the first half. And he didn't play in the second half. And I thought that was a, a, a big part of the game. Now, we played well, we won, but um, I, I thought they were capable of winning it too. Talking with Jay Wright. Now, Jay, of course, the big question is, sweatsuits or you don't have to dress up anymore now? Do you still put the nice suit on and a nice shirt just to feel like you're back on the floor? Why did they say that? Did they make some rule I don't know about? Know. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Governor Wolf just said that you uh, you can't wear suits anymore. You can't wear a suit over $500. Now, if you have something sitting around in the closet, you got something old, you can't go out and get a suit made yeah. right now. You know, go up to Ventresca's or all these other great clothiers. Oh, that's good. But they can't be double-breasted either, No, Tommy. no double-breasted. Single-breasted only. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Hey, honestly, I'll tell you. Honest to God, I, if if it wasn't a tradition and I, I wasn't felt like I had to represent Villanova, I do think that we should coach in sweatsuits. We we really should. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. We sweat. We get in those huddles. The guys are sweating all over us. And you know, you, you got you, you turn your suit into the dry cleaners after every game. I I, I would be a proponent, but it, I, I get dressed for the tradition. And my uh, my tailor, Gabe Denunzio, he, he thinks he keeps telling me, uh, 
you know, we got a reputation we got to uphold. I said, not me, it's you. You you make the suits. I'm fine. I can wear a sweatsuit. You got the reputation. You're, you're doing this for you. You're right. And plus on the sweatsuit, you know, it doesn't have Denunzio's name on the front. It's got, like, a company that will pay you to wear the suit. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you a Nike hey, guy? Hey. Now, what's Villanova? Are you, you're a Nike or what's, what's your affiliation? What, what's, what do you guys wear at Villanova? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way it is now, Tony, like, they – they pay the entire university, so we don't anymore get. I'm, I'm sure we get some of that money within our salary, but um, they they sponsor an entire athletic department, and and we are, we've been Nike forever. And uh, so I mean, yeah, we would have nice sweatsuits. Like when we play those tournaments, you know, whether we're in Puerto Rico or the Bahamas or something, and and we could just wear nice, you know, like golf pants and golf shirts. I love that. I, I would do that. I swear I would do that. That's the one thing I missed about the Final Four, you know. It's, it's like the biggest coaching convention of the year. Oh, Everybody yeah. had sweatsuits on with their logos. The small college guys in the lobby, you know, the lobby, all lobby team, yeah. as, as Raph and all those guys used to say. Yeah. All these coaches looking for a gig. A lot of them have resumes, too. Yeah, they yeah. have their resumes <laughs> in, their, in, their, in their little briefcases, right, Jay? That is a, that is a wild scene. And for anybody that – Somebody should do a documentary on that, man. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't believe that. I remember when, when, when Jerry, Tar- Jerry Tarkanian used to be in the lobby the, from Thursday till, <laughs> till Monday Monday morning at like 4 a.m. He, he never left. He loved hanging with coaches and just talking so many. And I, I like that. So I love Coaches love hanging and BSing with coaches. Mm-hmm. My wife does a great skit on that, how we all – we all get around a circle. We all lean in, lean in, listen for the punchline. Then we all fall back and laugh at the punchline. <laughs> she's like, I've been hearing the same jokes for 30 years. You guys laugh like you've never heard it before. Yeah, Tim Brando and I would call it the all-lobby team. We would pick out which coaches really stood out and were the all-lobby squad at the yeah, convention exactly. at the Final Four weekend, man. Exactly. <laughs> well, Jay, it's exactly. always great talking to you, man. Uh, hopefully this uh, thing ends and we can all get back to business by next fall, we're you know trying to be optimistic. I'm hoping there's going to be there's reports now that we may play football in the fall. So if there's if there are people who are thinking that football could come back in the fall, certainly college basketball, the NFL, and all the fall leagues uh, should be feeling a little bit better each day as we see the numbers and that the curve we have been talking about starting to go the other way. Flatten. Yeah, yeah. We're going to flatten the curve. Right. I'm flattening mine. I'm on a diet. Yeah. yeah, I'm on mine. I lost 15 pounds, so I flattened my curve a little bit at least. Right? Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> hey, good luck to you guys. Congratulations, Tony. Keep it going, Harry. Thanks. Thank Jay Wright, ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together for the great <laughs> Jay Wright.